You'll excuse me, uh, my Ashkenazi accent, because if I try to speak in a Swadi accent, it's going to sound very unnatural. So we'll do it this way. As we heard, and as we all know, we are standing the night before Chanukah. Tomorrow we're going to be kindling the Neiritz Chanukah. Reb Leibola Eger, the grandson of Reb Akiva Eger, one said that there are two ways you can wake up a sleeping person. You can go into his room and make noise. That'll wake him up. Or you can turn on the lights. And Rosh Hashanah, we say, Uru Mishinaschem. The koil hashoifer, the rash, the noise of the shoifer wakes us up. On Hanukkah, it's also about waking us up, but in a different way. Not with this noise, not with the sound of the shoifer with the lights of the nearest Hanukkah. And perhaps we can add, there's a difference between waking up somebody with noise or waking him up with light. When you wake him up with noise, what you're really doing is you're disturbing his sleep. You're not allowing him to sleep. When you put on a light, you're drawing him into the world of wakefulness. You're bringing him into the world of accomplishment. You're bringing him into the light. And Rosh Hashanah, we're woken up with the rash of a shoifer, with a terrible fear. The sifrei chayin, the sifrei meisim, apsuchim, wake up, you cannot sleep now. The koila shoifer is crying to us with urgency that we mustn't sleep. On Hanukkah, there's a light. We're drawn into the world, we're woken up by being drawn into the world of the oir hagonas, the hidden light, the oir of Mashiach, the oir of Kates. And case really means to wake up. Vayikatz, as we have in this week's parasha. And what is the essence of this light? We all know it's here in Hanukkah. We feel there's something magical. There's a certain quality that's enchanting. That we feel we're connected to an oil. We're being drawn into a place of light. And we need to understand the essence of this light. In order to take and experience this Hanukkah in the proper way. Let's ask a few questions. We know that Hanukkah is to commemorate the miracle that the Hashemunayim lit the menorah and it burned for eight days. Yet we know there were many Nisim in the Beis Hamikdash. I saw a Nisim every day. Actually, this nest of the Neiros burning was nothing out of the ordinary. You had the same nest all the time. And yet, they commemorated specifically this nest of Hanukkah more than all the other Nisim in the Beis Hamikdash. Another thing we need to understand, we all know the Chazal, the Yvonne and the Greeks came and they said, Write down, inscribe on the horns of your oxen that you have no portion What a strange thing. Well, the Greeks were a highly cultured, intellectual people. They were philosophers, they were scientists, they were wise people. They would convince with philosophical arguments. Um, it seems such an oppressive and childish thing to do. Such a hashpola. Make every Jew go out into his barn. And what are they going to have from it? That, and every cow is going to be written, What could they have possibly wanted to accomplish and to achieve with this? And furthermore, what a strange thing to ask them to write. Why did they ask him to write that or maybe they should have asked them to write or demanded that they write that they believe Khalila in the Greek gods? Why specifically these words? 
Another question we can ask. We all know the battle cry of Matasio, of the Chashmenoi, with the Makabim, we all know was, Mila Hashem Eli. Who is for Hashem? Come and join with me. And it's interesting that in history we only find Matasio using this. How come? saw the people going to the Sudabachashvesh. Why didn't he use the same slogan? Why didn't he cry out, Mila Shem Why didn't Yirmiyo Hanovi, when he was giving so much Techoche and Musa to Klal Yisrael, they were going off the right path? Why didn't he say, Mila Shem If you look all through Tanakh, so many instances we even were worshipping Avodazon, you had Nevi'im and Shoftim and Yeshua and Gidoin and Elio and Enchiskiyo, and nobody ever used this battle cry to rally the people, Mila Shem You only find it by Hanukkah. Let's take a look in the words of the Maral, the Sefer Ner Mitzvah. He has a Sefer all about Hanukkah. And he explains the idea of Kisu al Keren Ashor She'enochem Chelek Belekei Yisrael. That the Yivonim wanted to be Mo'ire, to bring back the Chet Ha'egel. By demanding that they write on the Keren Ashur, Elochem Chelik Velikei Yisrael. This was symbolically bringing back the memory, the Zecher of the terrible sin of the Chet Egel. But the Maral goes further. It wasn't just to uh, a remiss to the Chet Egel. It was much deeper than that. What they wanted to do was to show that the Chet Egel wasn't bemikre, wasn't coincidental, but it was atzmi, it was intrinsic, it was part of them be'etzem. Says the Maral, Dovar shehu be'etzem hu rishoyno, v'ho'egel ho'yorishoyn. Since the Chet Egel was their first sin as a klal, as a nation after Mount Torah, this would indicate that this is their mohus, this is their essence, and this is who they really are. And by inscribing it on a keren, which ain't lucha dover shehu kosha yoisemeh keren, it's the hardest substance, with this they are showing that they are truly in essence part of that world of Cheto Egel, the Am Kishay Oyref, as a Kaddish Baruch who called them out at the time of the Cheto Egel. And this is what they wanted to do, unlike other nations and other Goliaths, the Goliaths Edoim weren't intent on making us realize and making us feel that we are part in, 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 in essence of the Cheto Egel. They wanted to destroy us. They wanted to punish us. They were upset with us. They were angry. They, we didn't keep their decrees. They wanted to kill us. But only Yovon did this to us. And this is a very deep revelation because it shows that it's not just that Yovan wanted to be maver us, to take us away from Torah and Mitzvahs. They wanted much more than that. They wanted to convince us that that, that that is who we are. They wanted that we should actually believe that They wanted once and for all for us to get out of our system this illusion that we are some sort of godly people, that we are a chosen nation. And they said, we'll show you there's nothing special about you. Come, let us build for you a few Grecian temples 
and some sports complexes and some universities, and you'll see your bodies function in the same way that ours do, and your hearts can be engulfed by the same passions and desires as ours. Your minds can be stimulated by pondering the same philosophical perplexities as us. Your souls can be stirred by the same noble ideals just like us. Your spirits can be moved by our music, by our art, by our poetry. There's nothing really godly about you. Wisdom, reason, culture, they're all here with us. Hanukkah is a battle about our identity. Yovan wants us to change our view about ourselves. That's what Hanukkah is about. And because it's a battle over what our true identity is, the battle cry is a different battle cry. When they're trying to kill us, we're told, go arm yourselves, be prepared to fight. When they're trying to exile us, we're told, do tshuva fast, find favor again in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when they are telling us that you are not who you think you are, you are not the chalik of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're not part, you're not a chalik ilikam imal. Then we have to respond with Mila Shem Eli. Who is Hashem's? Who is his chalik? Come to me. And who is the first one who used this battle cry? And where was the place it was first used? By the Maiso Egel. When Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayar Moshe, Kiparu Ha'om, Kiproya Aaron, Lashimtsa Bikomeyan, Vayar made Moshe Bishara Machne Vayoymer, Mila Shem Eli. Just like by the Egel, so too by Hanukkah. Just like by the Egel, who joined him, the Bnei Levi, so too by Hanukkah, it was the Bnei Levi, the Kohanim, the Chashmenoim. As Reb Tzadik writes, because when Moshe Rabbeinu saw, he saw that Klai Yisro was forgetting who they are. He saw them not just worshipping Avodah but dancing and singing and laughing around the Avodah like they're comfortable with him, that that's where they belong. And he had to be Ma'oyre, the Shoirish of Klai the Shoirish, the root of the Kedusha, is the Shevet Levi. And he said, Mila Shem Eli, let us gather and bring back the root of Klai Yisro to Hashem and proclaim who we truly are. And let us not forget let us not forget our true identity. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said then, Ono chato amazeh chato gedoilo, v'yasu lahem alahei zov. And then in the immortal words that still break our hearts to this very day, Moshe Rabbeinu said, v'ato em tisu es chatosim, if you'll forgive them is good, but im ayin, Erase my name from the Torah forever if you can't forgive your children. What was Moshe Rabbeinu saying? You're trying to ask for Mechila, you're trying to appease HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in such an anger, he says, I'm ready to destroy them. You say they did a big sin, you try to minimize the sin. And the Swarim say a beautiful word. You know, when you want to identify, you want to define a person's level. If he did something terrible, that doesn't define who he is. You have to look at what his way of life is. That's his identity. Sometimes we fall, we do such terrible things, but that's an aberration. It's completely out of the normal seder of who we are. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, Rabbeinu Shalem, 
they worshipped an eagle. But this is not who they are. This is something so out of the ordinary. This is something so beneath them. This is so not who they are. Don't identify them this way. See how the shayrish and the root of them is drawn to me. And that is Golos Yovan. Yovan wants to convince us that we're just like them. That there's no difference. There's no inherent difference. Yes, we have different laws, we have different customs, but there's no inherent difference between us and them. We are not the Chelek Elekani Mal. We are not the Rebbeinu Shalom's children. We are not an Hemshech, an extension of His Kedush in this world. And on Hanukkah, we have to reinforce this truth and remind ourselves again and again of who we are. We just saw this Shabbos, Rashi, the beginning of the parsha, by Yeshev Yaakov, and Rashi brings a Medrash, a Chazal, a Marshal, a Pishtoni. There was someone who dealt in flax, and he had camels, they were laden with Pishton, and there was a smith nearby, and he was Tommy, was wondering, oh no, the Pachomi, oh no, he connes kola Pishton, I said, how is he going to bring in all of this Pishton? A wise man said to him, Don't be overwhelmed. One little spark that comes out of the bellows that you use will burn the entire pishtim. So to Yaakov, so all the alufei Esau in the previous parsha, the end of parsha, by Yishtach, and he said, And the Pasik says, Eila told us Yaakov, Yosef, one spark comes out of Yosef. Now the Rashi is really incomprehensible. You don't understand the Marshal or the Nimshal. What's the connection between the two? First of all, in the Marshal, the question was, the Pachmi asked, where is he going to put all of this Pishtim? And he answered him, don't worry, one spark can burn it all. It's not what I asked. I asked, where am I going to put it? And we need to understand what's the connection to the Nimshal. Yaakov was frightened. He saw the Alufei Esav. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to him, you can destroy it. In the Moshal, the Pachmi knew that it was straw. He knew that straw could be burned by flame. If the Moshal would have been, he saw tanks. And the wise man would come and say, you know, they're not really tanks. They're dummy tanks. They're made out of wood. And inside they're filled with straw. And you can burn them. That would have been a good comparison to the Nimshal. But here you talk about a person who sees straw. And what's the wisdom that Pikeach says, you know, straw burns with a flame. Everybody knows straw burns with a flame. The question was, we didn't know that the Alufayes of our straw. And that is no indication of that in the Moshal. And furthermore, why does he say to him, one nitzitz comes out of you, Mapuach Shalchov. If you want to just say how weak the straw is, that's flammable, just say, any flame could burn. What's the point that it's yours? We see from here the Medrash is trying to tell us something else. And it's very important to understand because as we all know, Chanak is not mentioned in the Mishnah. It's only one place, actually two places, but one place where Ner Chanak is mentioned, the Mishnah of Akama, and it's very similar to this Rashi. And it seems the two things have a connection. It talks about a Gomel who's carrying Pishton and he's going down the street and the straw goes into the chenveni, into the store, and catches on on the fire. And then if the fire was inside, then the balagomel is the potter. If it was outside, the balagomel is chai. But b'ner chanakir, if you said, if it was a chanakir menor, then it's potter. We see this is very connected somehow to the story of chanakir. What is the message of this medrash? 
The Medjish is not trying to tell us how weak straw is that you can burn it. Of course the Alufei Esav are powerful. And Yaakov, knew and understood that. And the Pachami was overwhelmed. Where is all of this straw going to fit? The wise man was telling him, stop looking at the Pishtun. Start looking at yourself. Of course Esav is powerful. Of course he's great. Of course he controls and rules the world. But have you looked at yourself lately? If here you are amazed and overwhelmed, did you ever stop to think that one nitzitz of yours can burn all of that? What does that mean about who you are? What does it mean about the koyach of a Yiddish and neshama? Do we ever think of that? Do we ever understand that? That in one nitzitz of a Yiddish yes, Esau is a koyach atumah, a koyach of ritzicha, a koyach of ra, a koyach of evil in the world that causes tsar and oil ma'elyoin. But all of that doesn't compare to the tainuk that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets from one nitzitz of a yidzavoyde. I want to read to you from the words of the Mezritcha Magid, whose yard site was last week. Tzarech l'chol odom, liyois loy emuno gidoyle lezeh, shekol ma shehu oise. Eze mitzvah, oilima teure, oitvila yisoire tanu godoy lemalo. Every single avoider, every word of teure, every twila, every mitzvah, every chesed, every time we give to tzedakah, every time we are overpowering our yaitzahara, we create such a tiny kvakodesh baruchu, veloyoimar beliboy, and the person mustn't say in his heart, eich efshe shani esse kavayochel tanugel mal, who am I? I'm gonna give tanug takodesh baruchu. You mustn't ask that, you know why? Because, says the Rebbe Rebbe, because you're not understanding who you are. It's not gaiva to say I can give tainik to the Rabbi Nishloidim. My Nisham is a chelik elekamimal. I am a hemshach of the Kedusha of the Rabbi Nishloidim. When I do something, when a yid does something, it's infused with all of the koyach and energy and Kedusha of Elikus. It's not about what I'm doing, it's about who's doing it. Do we ever think of that? You know, we come to shul to daven. Okay, I have to daven. I have things I have to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Do you ever think I'm coming to shul to give HaKadosh Baruch Hu pleasure? That every single word of tefillah that I say, I'm bringing tainuk to Hashem? Think of that. Think of that. And then you'll say, me? That's right. No one should say, who am I to give tainuk to the Baruch Do you know what, what kind of soul you have inside? you know what it means to be a child of the Rabbeinu And while you're davening and thinking, I'm giving tainik takodesh baruch, and you realize, hey, I'm also wearing tefillin every single second, mitzvah and that's also giving tainik tashem. And I'm also wearing tzitzis, and I'm wearing a talus. And then it comes time to say, Krishna, mitzvah say midiraisa, and I say, hey, I'm davening wearing tzitzis and tefillin and talus and saying, shma, I'm giving tainik to the Rabbeinu Shalayim. More tainik, more pleasure that all of the tzoros and, and, and distress that all of the tum in the world causes Because all those who are causing that don't have a soul like we have. And when Yiddish and Hashami, even a nitzutz, even a small part, and that's when we do something easy, and imagine what we're truly oimadin in the sign. When we have a difficult battle, like Yosef HaTzadik, 
we had in the parasha, he saved the entire world. The Chidah writes that had Yosef fallen in the design of the Ashish the world would have exploded and ceased to exist. Do you have any idea how much time we give to the Rebbe And how was Yosef Oyman in this Nisayim? Where did he have the strength? All alone in Mitzrayim, a 17-year-old Bacha with no one there to watch him, to help him, to encourage him. After being sold by his brothers into slavery, after having nefila after nefila, and, 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 and seeing again and again how he's not being helped in Hashemayim. Everything is going wrong. Where did he have the strength? So look in the Pasuk, he said, and then he godled Babayis Hazem, I'm the biggest person here. The Medjur says, he said to her, he said to Aisha's Pekifa, you know, Regilam Anu, in our family, when someone's father loves his child very much, the Rabbi can tell him to please sacrifice his son for a carbon. That's what was told to my grandfather Avron to do to Yitzchok. And my father loves me very much. For all I know, any moment Hashem can tell my father to be makr of me for an akeda. How can I do an akeda? I'm possible for a carbon. He said, Regilim Anu, in our family, it's a normal thing for Kaddish Baruch Hu to speak to us, to reveal himself to us. Because my parents, my grandparents, my grandparents were Nevi'im. Maybe Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to reveal himself to me and I'll be Khalila Tomei. Could you imagine? She's talking about Gili Arayas, Chamurish, Shabbat Chamurish. And he's talking about the Akeda, he's talking about Yom Kippur, he's talking about the Heilige Kedusha. That's the answer to the Eitzahon. Who are we? And that's why, you know, you go to light the menorah, you look in the Svarim, it says when Ayid lights the menorah, so he doesn't just light, he's lighting up the oil of Mashiach, the oil Hagonos, in Shamayim, and all the oil light, light, because Ayid lit the menorah. What did he do? He, he took a match, he struck a match, he lit a menorah. It's not what he did, it's who's doing it. Who's doing it? A person who mitzvahs echod mishaloi is stronger than all of the alufay eitzah. And every single thing that we do gives such a taimig lamailo, gives such a pleasure to the rabbinu shaloilam. And the Yavanim want us to think that we are just like them. Yavanim are trying to convince us that there's nothing unusual about us. Eilochem chelik balakei Yisrael. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing, nothing inherently kodosh. All of us are still are still in shock. I don't think Klai Yisrael has yet recovered from the terrible attack that happened in Eretz Yisrael. That terrorists went into a shul to a base Knesset and murdered in cold blood Kedoshim Utahoyrin the more we hear about these Kedoshim Talmidei Chachamim B'nai Aliyah it's something that never happened before at least that we can remember in our times and it's something that shook us and, and, and spoke to us in a very deep way It happened the week of Parshas Tolus, when it says in the Pasuk, 
And the Medrash says that the Goyim came to Bilam and they asked, how can we conquer Yaakov? And he said, go look in the Bote Midrashos. Bizman shekoilo shal Yankov nishma babotek nesiyas abotek midrash any dime a day esav shoulders. If you hear the sound of Torah and fill in the besmedrash, you don't have to be afraid of your dime a day esav. In the besmedrash, in talus and tefillin, what's going on? And we need to understand the drasha. Where did Bilam see that Hakol Kol Yankov has anything to do? With the Kerl of the Bismedish. Hakol was Yankee. Yankee wasn't in the Bismedish. He wasn't learning Torah. He was saying to his father, sit up, let me give you something to eat. Where did we see in those words, Hakol, Kerl, Yankee, anything about the coil of the Bismedish? You know, all of these parashias are a seder of birurim. You know, birurim is clarification. It starts, Avram Avinu had two children, Yitzchak and Yishmoel. And it was a birim. to be Yitzchak and then Yitzchak had two children, Yaakov and Esau. And the Yerusha went over to Yaakov, was separated from Esau. And since then, Esau is a world of conquest, a world of ritzicha, a world of evil. Yes, a world of accomplishment too. And yet we, Klai Esau, we're completely different. We are a nation. We never killed anybody. We never made any pogroms. We never hurt. We never oppressed anybody. All we did was dovik in Torah, Hashem, and in Tefillah. And we tried to be good and humble and ehrlich in the eyes of the Rabbeinu Shalom. But where is the root of it all? Where did the separation begin? The Pasuk tells us it began in the Bismedrish. Yaakov, Ish, Tom, Yoshev, Eiholim. And Esav is an Ish, Sodeh. As Yudeh, Ish, Sodeh. Do you want to know where it all begins from? Where does the separation begin? What's the essence? What's the definition? Not what does a Jew do? Who is he? A yid is a besmedrash yid. A yid is an ishtam yoyshev ayholam. You want to feel your Yiddishkeit. You want to feel who you are. Come into besmedrash. Take out a mishnayas. Take out a chumash. Take out a gemara. Take out a tilam. Take out a siddur. And we are connecting then to our essence, to our very identity. If it says hakoil koil yankov, that means. The voice of Yaakov is always the sound of the Bismedrish. Even if Yaakov is outside the Bismedrish, even when he's giving his father to eat, even when he's saying, Father, please sit up. It's inconceivable there could be any voice there that's not the voice of the Bismedrish. You heard the Bismedrish, you heard the Koilish of Yaakov in every single action, every single word, and every tenua kalo that he did. Of course, if Yaakovin is talking, that's Koyla Shayakov, Mishma Botimadoshas, what does that sound come from? When a Yid talks, you have to hear the Bismedrish. That is our identity, that is our Shoirish, that's where it all began. The original bearer began. Ishtom Yoishevaiholim. In the Bismedrish, a Yid is a different type of Amunah. He knows that Kaddish Baruch is in charge. He's here, he's diving. Kaddish Baruch brings him his panos. He walks out of his medit. He starts to think, I'm in charge of my own destiny. I made a good deal. I had a good idea here. He, he forgets. He forgets. He starts to think that maybe he has to keep the besmedish with him wherever he goes. Hakol Kol Yankov has to always be nishma. And this has to be our essence. The reason I was speaking to that, I was at a simcha. I met an old friend many years back. And he comes from a certain town in Europe. 
And it's a small little kehil in Europe, and many of the people who grew up in that kehil became Abitzei Torah, Tamid HaChomim. And I was talking to them, I said, you know, every city and every um, town has its mentality. It's very interesting that the place that you come from produced so many Tamid HaChomim. He says to me, you know, you have no idea the type of shul I grew up in. He says, when, when there was one shul, a small kehillah, said there was a yid who had a dry goods store. And the seed was a Balkabol, it was a Makubal. When he died, they found Ksovim in Sisre Teire and Kol Chelke in Yonea Kabola. He said, when, when, when he would come out as a child, I remember seeing him, Shoshana in the afternoon, coming and saying, Tilim. At that, that site, I can't forget it. There was another Yid, uh, the, 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 uh, it was a Malamud. I remember him on Simchas Teire when he said, the Rishus for Chasan Teire. How everybody was following in the Mahza, people were mamish crying from the brachas, from the varmkai, the way he said it. Tell, said, the man was talking about his own grandfather, his own grandfather was a wealthy man, a big baltzadoka. In the end of his life, he was very frail, he wasn't well, and he wasn't able to come to Shul, but they arranged that there was a and he should be able to come to Shul. With an aid and with a wheelchair. And the day before the Shani said, no, I'm not going to Shul. He said, how can you not come? We arranged, no, I cannot go to Shul. Why can't you go? You love to come Davin. He says, I can't. I can't go. He said in Yiddish, Vendea Yid, meaning their Rav, the Rav and their Shul, was a, was a, a big tzadik, a Heilig Yid. said, when he just goes to the Omud, even before he starts davening, and I see his broken heart, and I see the way this tzadik goes to stand before the Rebbeinu as if he's the biggest sinner in the world, my insides start to churn. I don't have the strength. I'm too weak. I can't go through this is what we grew up with. We saw Koyloi Shelyankev and Beis Medish. We saw Eden the way Eden are supposed to look. An attack in the Beis Medish is an attack on our Mahus, on our essence. We live in a world where we are in a danger of losing our Mahus. These Eden, these Kedoshim, these were American Jews who gave up America and left everything behind to live a life of Kedusha, Tahar, Yerushalayim, and HaKodesh. Baruch was speaking to us. Speaking to us. Yes, maybe we keep Torah mitzvahs. But what do we dream about? Do we sometimes Khalil dream like Goyim? We sit on the couch and imagine how many millions or billions and the fancy hotels and the fancy cars and all the luxuries and all the power. That's my dream. Or do I sit on the couch and I dream about Shasupoiskim? Or maybe having children tell me the Chacham and B'nai Torah, Tzadikim. What are my dreams? What are my Chaloimers? Is my essence coming from the base Medrish? From the Koyla Shalyankov? Or is it somewhere else? Are we Mil Hashem? Are we Hashem's? Or are we Chas V'Sholem, Chas V'Sholem, losing, losing that grip? What is considered success? What is considered beauty? 
When a woman wants to go shopping to buy clothes, and yes, she's very devoted to chesed, and she davens very erlich, and she's a wonderful person. But when she thinks of what's beautiful, she thinks of what the goyim think is beautiful. And not of the heiligechein, the beauty of tznius, of modesty, the crowning yoifi of Yiddish kinder. And she looks to Yavon. And what's beautiful to Yavon is disgusting to the Rabbeinu Shalolim. It's ugly. And it has the stench of the sewer. But if we live Lashem, Mi Lashem, Eli, Moshe Rabbeinu saw ki parua ha'om, parua is pei reish ayin. We are an am kishay oiref. That's ayin reish pei. The Rebbein Shalom called us an Am Kshayoyrev to give us Musr, but it's truly a very important quality, that stubbornness, that Am Kshayoyrev. Oyrev, the ayin is the eye, Reish is the Roish, the Peh is the Peh. A Yid sees, and then he thinks, gets into his Roish, and then he talks. That's how he develops his belief system, his Ashkafas HaKayim. By the Masa Egel Ki Parua Ha'om, Starts with the pair, you talk, and you start to think like what you say, and then the ayin, you start to see things from that perspective. If we talk like the goyim, if we joke like the goyim, we start to think like them, and we start to see things like them. And the whole Yivani culture, with all of its wisdom, and it was great wisdom and great philosophy and science and medicine and all of these things, but it was all from the outside in. It goes from the pear to the reish and the iron. And today we see the culmination of all these thousands of years of culture and brilliance, dazzling wisdom. And wherever they come with it, we are finally back to the Dora Mabu. And they enact laws to turn our civilization into a zoo. This is where they've arrived. Took many years, many years of their wisdom until you can say and think, until you start to think the greatest shkarim in the world. The heat goes from the inside. From the inside. That's why their chachma is called chachma chitzonius. And we are a chachma of pneumius. On Hanukkah, we have to reaffirm our identity. We have to ask ourselves, how strong is that? How can I improve in that? How could you see on me more than I am a Yankovish Tom Yoishma? How could you see more of the Besmedrish in every word I say, in the way I behave, the way I act, the way I dress, the way I think, the way I express myself? Do I see Yankov Ishtam? Or do I see that I have an identity crisis? And that's what Hanukkah is about. I want to share with you one word. I've said it over many times. But it's an extremely powerful Pirish in the Pasuk. It was a tzaddik, the Bas Ayin, the Avritshin. 
He lived in Tzvas. The Basayan didn't leave any children. We left the safe for the Basayan. And he says a Pirish on the Posek in Pashas Vayeshev, that the Milchus Haloza used to say that you should learn it over many times over Hanukkah because it's the essence of Hanukkah. It says when they took Tomar, and when they took her out to be burned, And he tied the Pasek as follows. We know Hanukkah comes about three months after Shoshani Yom Kippur. Shoshani Yom Kippur, we were so elevated. We were so close to the Rabbi Shalelem. We accepted upon ourselves so many Kabbalahs. And we were really determined to be good. It's about three months later. Yehuda. Yehuda is a remes to Hashem, as the Shem Havaya. Zonsa Tomer Kalosech. Tomer is Klal Yisrael, Domsel is Somer. Zonsa Tomer Kalosech. She was unfaithful. She hasn't kept her promises. You don't see it's the same person that there was three months ago. She is so attached to Znunim. Hashem said, if that's the case, she's been taken out to be burned. Do you want to know to who I am Hora? To the one to whom this belongs to. Recognize to whom is this Chaisemes? The Chaisemes is a remez to the Pachshem and Munach, the Chaisemes shall come in Godel. That's the wicks, the Psilim of the Menoire. The Hamata is the Kli. Hamata is Begematri, a Kli. See to whom this Menoire belongs to. Vayaki Yehuda Kadosh Baruch who recognized and he said, Yes, Tzot Komimeni. Ki alkein loy nesatio l'sheilo b'ni. Sheilo is Shiloi, is the Beis Hamikdash. I've kept her in Golis for so long that it appears that she's strayed, that she's gone away from me. But Haker, no. She's saying, who am I really? Do you hear? Every Yid cries out on Hanukkah, no matter where I am. And no matter, you know, the Ner Hanukkah is Lamatim Asar Atvachim. It could be very, very far. You know, the most recognizable Jewish symbol in the world is the Menorah. Every guy knows what a Menorah is. He may not know what a matzah is. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't know what a lulav is. A menorah. They all know the arch of Tikkun is the menorah. The symbol of a Jew always was a menorah. Every yid, you know, sometimes nebuch, nebuch, it breaks your heart. You can go by in some place. You can see in a house. You see through a window. You can see nebuch a big tree, and next to it a small little electric menorah flickering like the. You know what that little menorah is? That's that's the last gasp of a neshama crying out. I'm a yid. I belong to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Leish Asher Eile Loi Anoichi Haro Mi Lashem Eilai. This is the light. This is the Oy Hagonos. This is the Ness that we commemorate. Of course, the Benisim and the Beis Hamikdash. A Ness when there's kedusha and tahara is one thing, but a Ness when you're down lamata ma'asara tvachem and we're so far away from the kedusha, we're next to Mashiach, the world around us is, is collapsing. When we're so exposed to, to Yavon and to Goyishkeit, and yet we cry out, "Hakeno, apsilim." I am reaffirming my identity. I am a yid. I'm going to try to be more of a yid. 
You're going to hear more of my Kail in the base Medrash. Another Shir, another Tefillah, another Hiskaskus, another Kabbalah to be better, to be more of a need. To strengthen my essence. Not just to strengthen what I do, which is always important. But my identity should be clear. That yesh li chelik belekei Yisrael. I am a chelik elekei And I understand that a nitzitz of mine, just by virtue of who I am, without my being a tzaddik, ba'amich kulam tzaddikim, I have a neshama that's more holy, that's more kodesh than anything else in the world. And when I do something, everybody has to tell himself, I'm giving a tainug lomalo bashamayim. I'm bringing light into all of the Elamas. Because that's who I am. Because Yeshli Chelik Belekei Yisrael. And that's the battle against Yovan. And today, it's a very fierce battle. It's really the battle that we're facing every single moment. To fortify ourselves again and again and again. To remind ourselves over and over again. Who we are. We are the Am Hashem. L'ish asher eile loy anoichi just want to mention that uh, the Shir is Tzchuslur Fuishleim of Hamea ben Chana, Nilinishmas Bishua ben Abtzvi Hakoyim. Maybe shall help in Tzchuslavli Medatayre, should bring Refuas and Yeshuas. We should be Zoyche Bekorov to feel the light of Oir Chodosh Al Tzio in Toe, Veniska, Hulonu, Bemheira, Lo Oiroi, Bebias Mashiach Tzitkainu, Bemheira, Biomenu, Amen. Amen.